Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. This week, I have decided that we will have story time instead of your typical mindset topics. And a reason why is because a lot of people have reached out to me either over the years or on Instagram, and people always want to know what my favorite manifestation story is. And I have so many of them, it's it's really hard to choose, to be honest. And I love asking interviewees this as well because it is a fun question to ask because it it can help provide you some insight into how you could or how this plays out in the real world, right? Or I say the real world, but how it plays out in our lives whenever we are really just trying to embody this and, and live this manifestation life or a life that is manifesting for you anyway. And I think one of my favorite stories is actually the Fitbit story, but I talked about that in one of the first three episodes of this podcast. That one's probably one of my favorite stories, but since I've already told it on this podcast, I wanted to come on here and bring a different story today. So one of my other favorite stories, essentially what happened was I was in college and it was my senior year of college and we had a study abroad program that I really, really wanted to do because everyone that that was able to study abroad was going to live in Italy. And that was just always a dream of mine. Of all the places in Europe I'd love to visit, that is probably one of my top few. But the problem was that I was paying for my own college and the study abroad program that they presented us was $20,000 for one semester. And at that point in my life, that was just a phenomenal, I mean, I guess at really any point, that that is a lot of money, right? Like $20,000. For something that was, you know, they would be there for about three, four months, something like that. And I got really discouraged because I was like, I, I, that does not align with me. I don't feel comfortable paying $20,000 for this experience when a huge part of that experience, I'm going to have to work during it. I'm going to have to do schoolwork. And I was like, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I just want to go live there, <laughs> you know, and I could do that without having to have the stress of school on top of it. And so for that last year, I decided to just save up my money. And I started saving up my money with my different internships as well as selling Cutco knives. And I was putting it aside in a bank account. And then I got it in my head. And I was like, I am somehow going to get myself to Italy. 
And I'm going to do it in a way that I can pay for with what I make with in this last year in my internships and my, my Cutco knives. I'm going to find a way to pay for it with that amount of money. And I was walking around with this idea or this determination, I would say, probably for about a week after I found out about this study abroad program. So I find out it's about $20,000. I'm like, come hell or high water, somehow I'm also going to have a similar experience, except it's going to be better because it's going to be without the school. I'm not going to have to pay that much money. And it's going to be something that excites me or something that interests me. Somehow I'm going to get my ass over there and I'm going to live abroad for a bit. And I just had this really strong sense of determination. Like I just knew it was going to happen. I was like, I don't care if I have to go there and be an au pair for someone or if I have to go bust tables at a cafe. I just had this idea where I was like, this is going to work. I don't know how, but I'm going to get myself over there and I'm going to live there for a prolonged period of time. And that week after I made that determination, I'm walking through the halls in my college and I look over to my right at the bulletin board. And this bulletin board always has like roommates wanted ads and tutor ads and free stuff ads, or I'm selling this, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I look over and I see an ad for WOOF. And I'll be honest, I don't remember what that acronym stands for, but it was something like Worldwide Organic Farms or Organization of Farmers, something like that. And basically the program, there's that, and then there's one that's similar called Workaway. But I saw the sign for WOOF. And it basically was this concept that you could go live abroad in Europe or really anywhere, and live on a farm for free room and board. And I was like, wait a minute, I can go live on a farm in Italy and get free room and board. And all I have to do is go work the farm for, you know, hours a day. And in my mind, I was like, I've always been really interested in farming in any way. I was interested in gardening and all these things. And it was something that felt really nice. Like, oh, how relaxing would it be to really just be with the earth and learn how to grow things. And I was like, oh, wow, what if I found a vineyard or a strawberry farm or just something really cool like that that I could bring back to the U.S. and then integrate it within my life afterward? So I saw that and I was like, that feels aligned. Like, that feels really good. So I got on my laptop that night and I looked up this program. It was a pretty nominal entry fee. I think it was like $30 or something to be a part of this organization. And then once you became a member, you were able to email the different people and see if there was a, a mutual match. So I did that and I found three different farms that I reached out to. And two of them said, yes, we have room. I can have you from this time to this time. And all of them were open to having me uh, the dates that I wanted to fly out. And so I went ahead and just said, yes, count me in. I'm coming to the farm. I will be here on those days. And then that night, I just went home and I bought a plane ticket. I was like, this is happening. I have to buy the plane ticket there or I might chicken out. <laughs> and I won't give you all of the details of this trip because this podcast would be like hours and hours long. But there were all kinds of manifestations that were happening during that trip. Like from the moment I stepped on into the airport when they they bumped me to an exit row that had like plenty of leg room to someone giving me breakfast my very first morning in Italy, just 
totally out of the kindness of their heart to manifesting an experience where I got to go paragliding and then the synchronicities of the universe. One of the paragliding instructors that took me out also happened to work for a company that my brother worked for and they attended conferences together. (laughs) Well, not together, but like at the same conferences. And there were just so many things, Um, an opportunity to stay with someone or couch surf with them in Florence, Italy afterward and between two farms. Like there were so, so, so many things that were manifested during that trip. And I won't get into all of them. I'm just going to get into my favorite manifestation from that trip. And it happened between my break between the two farms. So I took some time off. I can't remember if it was three weeks or a month, but I took some time off between the two farms where I decided that I was going to go travel and I was going to stay in hostels and I was going to experience all the different places, not only within Italy, but I also wanted to see some of the surrounding countries. And if you were lucky enough to live in Europe, I am so jealous because you can get to any country you want pretty much as quickly as we can get to other states in America which just blows my mind. I mean, Ryanair was so cheap and I could just fly somewhere for like 20 euros or I could catch a train for 25 euros or something like that. So anyway, I was really, I can't remember what I, I called it, but I was really just like city hopping or city jumping from all these different places within all these different countries at one point. And when I was doing this, really every, every, t- Every plane ticket was so interconnected. Like if I landed in Bordeaux, my flight from or from Italy, then my flight from there might take me to Spain. And then that flight might have taken me to Hungary. And then that flight took me to Greece. I mean, so on and so forth, right? So I couldn't miss any flights to another city because I had so many connecting flights that followed in a pattern afterward. So I had to make sure that I could get myself where I needed to go when I needed to get there so that I had enough time to experience the city and really understand the culture. Well, I say understand the culture. I mean, how much can you do in a few days or a week? But really just immerse myself before moving on to the next location. So I'm in the middle of that, and I am on the western coast of Italy in Cinque Terre, and I am staying at that point in Rio Maggiore. And that is a little town within this series of like little five towns, all beautiful, all beachside towns. And I wake up at 4 a.m. to catch my train. And there's only one train in and out of this city. It's very, very small. It has one little train station, and that's how you get in and out. And I wake up at 4 a.m. It is absolutely pouring, like monsooning outside. And I'm already nervous because I've packed up my little backpack that I'm using to travel. And I have absolutely no way of waterproofing this. And I'm walking through the streets. I'm getting absolutely drenched. And I walk to the train station and I look up at the sign and I just see all these flashing lights. It, it basically just says like every train that's coming is canceled. Every train out, every train in. And I just had a moment of panic because I was like, There's only one train station here, one train that goes in and out. And if I don't catch this train, I'm not going to be able to get to La Spezia. And if I don't get over there, then I'm not going to catch my flight out of Rome, which is going to take me to France. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I had all these linked flights. So then I'd miss my flight to Spain and then I'd miss my flight to Greece and so on and so forth. And keep in mind, I just graduated college, so I had like no money other than this travel fund that I'd saved up for because everything else previously had gone to paying for school. 
So I had this nominal amount of money and all I could think of, like this was definitely a scarcity mindset, but all I could think of was like, I can't miss this train and then miss the next one and then miss my flight in Rome because then I'm going to have to buy another plane ticket to get me to France to make sure that all my other plane tickets don't get missed or don't go in the garbage basically. And I just hated that idea because my flight from Rome to Bordeaux, for whatever reason, was one of the more expensive flights. And I was just like, I really hate to do that. Like, I really don't want to have to do that. So I was like, okay, I went into total type A, let's fix it mode. So I look around and I find a local and I just ask him like, hey, do you know what the situation is with the train? Do you know why it's canceled? I know it's raining. Is that somehow connected? Is there, have you heard anything? Do you know if it's possible it might come back online? And he's just like, absolutely not. When it is raining this hard, the tunnel from Rio Maggiore to La Spezia gets flooded and you're just SOL until it stops raining and, and it's able to clear out. And I'm looking at my watch like I don't have much time. Like I got to make my connecting train in the next town over and it leaves in an hour. So we got to get moving. And I look around, I see a sign for a taxi. And I'm like, okay, what are the odds of that sign being there? But I guess it's probably for moments exactly like this. So I call the taxi driver and he's literally the sign's like the taxi driver of Rio Maggiore. And so I call him and I'm just like, hey, I need a ride. Are you available to take me to La Spezia? And he's just like, no, I'm not. It's my birthday. It's really early in the morning. I'm not t- I'm not going anywhere right now, especially in this rain. And I was begging him. I was like, please, 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 please. Like, what do we need to do? And he was just like, absolutely not. It's my birthday. I'm not doing anything. And like hangs up on me. So I, I call him back. I had the audacity to call him back. And I was like, is there any other taxi driver in Rio Maggiore that I can call? And he was just like, nope, it's me. I'm the only taxi driver and I'm not driving today. So then I'm panicking. I'm trying to Google things on my phone, basically to find out that there wasn't any other taxi driver for that city at the time. So then I'm in straight up panic. Like I can't make this train. The taxi driver has no interest in taking me. And I am under a tunnel while it's just coming down in sheets. And there's really one main road in this town. So I just decide to walk up the road back toward my hostel. And I get that determination back in my bones. Like the determination I felt about getting my ass to Italy in an economic way was the same way I felt walking up that hill. And a lot of times when I'm thinking of manifestation, I remember how fierce that determination was. And that's really what I tried to embody when I'm trying to manifest something for myself that's important or really anything. And it's it's that energetic matching. So I try to energetically match that state that I was in at that moment to help me manifest things now because that state seems to really work for me. So that's a little pro tip. So I'm walking up this hill in Rio Maggiore. And there is absolutely no one outside. It's just dead. Like it's pouring rain. Why would anyone be out in this? And I'm like, I don't come hell or high water. I am getting myself to where I need to be. And I'm not going to miss my flight. I am going to make my flight. I'm going to get to La Spezia. This is going to be fine. I don't know how I, if I have to run all the way there, I will, which was like totally not feasible because it was miles and miles away and I had to get there within the hour. So probably not realistic. And I was like, if I have to stand on the side of the road and just stick my thumb thumb out, then that's what I'm going to do. And so I was just determined. I was walking up to the, the main road that led out of the city. And that's when I see this car exiting this little town home. And it looks like they're they're heading out in the direction that I was trying to walk. 
And so I see, I look into the windshield and I can make out two figures. And I was like, okay, two people. What's the likelihood of a murderer already having someone else with them? Surely people are less likely to murder someone <laughs> if someone else is with them. It's like the logic going through my head, right? Because I saw the movie Hostel back in the earlier years. <laughs> and I'm trying to heed my parents' advice, right? They're like, please be safe. And I'm like, I'm about to hitchhike. This is definitely not what they had in mind. But anyway, so I basically throw myself onto their hood of their car. Like this could have not been any more dangerous, right? I'm soaking wet. I throw myself on the hood of their car. They stop. They roll down the window and they don't speak English. So I'm trying to, to communicate as best I can while I'm feeling panicked. And if you've ever tried to speak a another language that you're not quite fluent in and that just is not supernatural to you, definitely not your first language, and you're in a panic state, it is so much harder to communicate. So I'm like total broken Italian trying to be like, hey, is there any chance that you guys are going to La Spezia because the train is rained out and the tunnel is flooded and I have no other option of getting there. And the taxi driver just basically told me to fuck off. And they were just like, Yes, actually, we work in La Spezia. We just came here to drop off our kid at my mother-in-law's or at our mother-in-law's. And now we are driving in and that's where we work. We're headed there right now. I was like, will you please take me with you? It does. You don't have to go out of your way. Like, just get me to the city. Drop me off at whatever corner's convenient, and I will find my way to the bus or to the to the train station so that I can get on, catch my train, which will take me to Rome for my flight. And they're like, yes, feel free, come on in. And I look in the back seat and I see a, a child's little chair, uh, a baby seat, I guess, car seat. And I'm like, okay, great. There's two people here. They have a car seat in the back. They're definitely not murderers. <laughs> so I get in and this lovely, lovely couple drives me they even drive me all the way to the train station. Like, they didn't try to drop me off somewhere and be like, good luck, have fun. Airport's that way. I keep saying airport. I mean train station. And anyway, they took me, they drove me all the way to the front of this train station. They never asked anything from me. Absolutely nothing. They were just like, be safe. Have a good time. Thank you for riding with us. And I was just like, thank me. Like, thank you. You just drove me. 30 minutes from this other town over here when you're trying to get to work. And I landed on your hood and asked you for a ride and you were totally open and willing to take me. And then not only do you take me to this town, but you drive me all the way to the very front of this train station to drop me off and then wish me well and say thank you <laughs> for me driving with you. It was just the coolest thing, I think, that I've ever manifested. Again, I've manifested like money and Fitbits and all of that. But to me, that was just such a beautiful moment of like, wow, human beings can be so wonderful and so helpful. And then also the the sheer determination and perseverance that I had got me what I wanted. And the sheer dedication and confidence of like, this is just going to happen. I am somehow going to make this happen. It starts pouring. The trains are canceled. The taxi driver gives me the middle finger. I'm just going to hitchhike there. And then all of a sudden on this road that has been desolate for the past 20 minutes, a car just comes pulling out of the driveway or pulling out of a garage anyway with their lights on going slow. They just happen to pass me at the exact moment that I'm trying to walk up the hill to get to the main road. And they just happen to be going to the exact city that I was trying to get to. 
And it's not like it was the only nearby city that you could get to from this little town. Like you could go in any direction and end up in a bunch of different towns. But no, they were going in my direction for work. And according to them, I don't know if this is true, but the train station was on their way anyway, so they could easily drop me off. And I was just like, what are the odds of all of that happening? And then all of the things that I needed to feel comfortable with it being a couple and with there being a, a baby seat in the back in order to like give me that confidence of like, they're not going to kill you. <laughs> all of those things were there for me in my comfort level. So I was just fascinated that I was able to just really manifest that couple coming out of nowhere with an open heart and willing to help me out. And then me being open and receptive to receiving that and then having them be able to, to help me in that way. So that is one of my favorite manifestation stories. I don't share it enough, honestly, but I probably because if my parents heard it, they'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> I think that one for me is definitely just one of my tops because it was definitely one of the more spontaneous things I've ever done, probably the most dangerous too, if we're being honest. But it was just a beautiful moment of this is what is possible when you just know that something is possible. And this is what can happen when you are just so dedicated about something or so confident in something's result or how something's going to pan out. So that is one of my favorite manifestation stories. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I know I kind of went off on a little tangent about the whole trip and how it manifested, but I do feel that the Finding the Wolf program was a huge manifestation in and of itself, just in the way that it was put in front of me. And then also having that scenario between those two farms where I'm traveling and then all of a sudden it looks like all my plans are going to get messed up and I was like you know what I'm going to make this happen somehow and I really feel like that was a test for me from the universe to be like is she going to manage this for herself does she truly believe that she can do this you know let's just see what happens when we put this challenge in her way so I'm so thankful that I had that experience it taught me a lot and it continues to teach me a lot to this day because anytime I have something that I really really want I still get back into that determination. I still embody that mindset. And that, I think, has really helped me manifest a lot of things for myself. That is what I have for y'all this week. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. And if you like these manifestation stories or if you're interested in hearing more about some of my more favorite manifestation stories, let me know. DM me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. And of course, as always, if you do really enjoy these episodes, it would really be doing me a favor if you head over to whatever podcast platform you listen in and leave me a review. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.